As a cat lover, I'm surprised I've not heard of this before. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today I've been thinking about foreign bodies in the nose and the cost of healthcare. A child with a foreign body in their nose is a common presenting complaint to urgent care. It seems that small beads and balls have a gravitational attraction to the child's nose. Now, whatever the reason why the child thought it a good idea to insert the object, it needs to be removed. When I've seen them in urgent care, the parental kiss technique has usually already been tried, that being the blowing into a child's mouth with the patent nostril closed over to create pressure enough to dislodge the object. An article attached in the show notes from the Australian Family Physician, suggests a 60% success rate. But the patients I see have usually had this tried and failed, hence their visit. Usually, in my experience, if the object is known and the history is good, it's quite straightforward, with good support from the parents and a settled patient, to retrieve the object with either forceps or a hooked probe, so long as you can maintain good direct vision. For this, you need to be well prepared and have a good light source. Now, if you cannot see the object clearly, do not know what it is, cannot safely get to it under direct vision, if the history is not clear or there's an uncooperative patient, it's usually best to involve the hospital. And this was the case recently for me. There was no history of when an object had gone into the nose, but the parents had seen something when they noticed their child's nose was running. It was therefore not clear what the object was, or when it went in. I think it had been in there a while, because while I could see it, there seemed to be swelling and inflammation to the nasal mucosa, and there was no clear space for a probe to pass, and nothing for forceps to grasp onto. I therefore spoke to the ear, nose and throat on call, and they removed it under anaesthesia without issue. But it was a comment from the ENT that prompted this podcast. They asked me if we had tried a cat's extractor. Now, I immediately thought of my cat and her fascination with hitting spherical objects, but it turns out this is cats with a K and a Z. In all my time in urgent care and ED before that, I can honestly say I had never heard of this. So I said no, and the patient went up to the hospital. At the end of my shift, I looked up cat's extractors, and I immediately thought I should do an urgent bite about them. These are thin plastic tubes that attach to a syringe. The tube is inserted through the clear space and above the object, and then the syringe inflates a little balloon similar to a Foley catheter or an endotracheal cuff. You can then withdraw the balloon along with the foreign body. I've linked to a blog from the Academic Life in Emergency Medicine which talks about this technique with both the cats and the Foley catheter, and also it has a video from Dr. Larry Melick. So upon seeing this video, and having the suggestion from ENT on call, 
I immediately wondered why we're not using these in urgent care here in New Zealand. At least, not where I've worked. It looks like an easy device to control and to maintain vision, and it looks easier than using forceps or a probe. It also looks less likely to push the object further in. So I thought this might be something we would all consider. But why are EDs here seemingly using them, but urgent care is not? Well, that was apparent when I googled suppliers. These devices are priced at $1,100 for a pack of five disposable units. This is $220 a go. Foreign bodies in the nose are not covered by ACC here in New Zealand unless there's an injury caused, so the cost of this item would be worn by the clinic. So having found a new gadget I would want to try, I was quickly deflated excuse the pun, upon seeing this cost, and this again highlights the issue of funding in urgent care. I do not think my recent case would have benefited from this device, as we had no idea what the object was, or how long it had been in there, and there was no clear space in which you could pass a cat's. But it was this case that drew my attention to its existence. However, I've previously managed without it, so while it looks good, do I really need it? So this would form a good topic of discussion amongst your peer groups. If these are used in ED, should we be using them in urgent care? But if so, who pays for them? Food for thought. Now, if you do use them in your practice, particularly here in New Zealand, let me know what you think and how they're funded at podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. And check out the links to the Australian Family Physician article and the Academic Life in Emergency Medicine article in the show notes. And we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening. <laughs>